What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of OT Takes, Overtime Takes, whatever you want to call it. We are coming to you live from KSWH LP 102.5 FM, The Pulse, in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. I hope you guys are having a great day. So, I know I'm having a great day because the NFL starts back tomorrow night with Thursday Night Football. I'm so excited for that. I'm really looking forward to it. So, today's show is going to be a lot of football, season predictions, things like that. But, of course... The bubble is going on, so we're going to lead with that. And after that, it'll be all football the rest of the way from here on out. So that being said, last night the Rockets and the Lakers played in game three. Somewhat of a good game. You know, the Lakers ended up pulling away down the stretch and ended up winning by 12. Russell Westbrook played a lot better. I I wasn't expecting him to have two bad games in a row, but he played really well. Davis played well. LeBron played well. Harden played pretty well as well. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the Rockets just don't have anybody who can match up with Davis. And that's kind of that's going to be their thing, you know. Like, can they find somebody who can consistently defend Anthony Davis, which I love P.J. Tucker. Dude plays hard, but he's he can't. You know, he's 6'5", trying to guard a 7-footer. I mean, that's, that's tough, you know. So, I mean, I, I do think that the Rockets end up winning another one just because they shoot so well from three. Or, or they have a game where they shoot really well from three. So, I, I still like the Lakers in six there. So, no, nothing too, too big happened last night that I was just kind of like, wow, I can't, can't believe that that happened. Uh, the other series that finished up last night was the Heat and the Bucks. The Heat ended up finishing them off in five, which we kind of expected. You know, Giannis didn't play. You know, he, he sprained his ankle. So, now the Bucks have all these questions to answer. In the offseason, right? Like, is Giannis going to leave? Are they going to fire Budenholzer? You know, things like that. Are, are they going to move Middleton? I don't think they can move Middleton because his contract's so big. But I think Giannis is going to leave just because they got bounced in the second round. And, yeah, he didn't play in game five. But they went down 3-0 with him there. So, I, I think he leaves. No clue where he goes. I'll be honest there. I haven't really thought about that too too much. I know a lot of people are saying Golden State, but I don't think he really fits their system because he can't shoot very well. So, I don't know. I, I think the Bucks keep Budenholzer. He was second in, in Coach of the Year voting this year. He's a really good coach. They just can't seem to figure it out in the playoffs. I think it's just because of the way that they play. I think it's really hard to win a championship when you can't consistently hit threes. And they, I mean, correction, when your star player can't, consistently hit threes, right? Because it's, it's a shooter's league. Like, you got to be able to shoot. Giannis can't really do that, you know? Like, as much as I like him and as much as I want him to do well, that is the one thing that he just can't do. He can't shoot. Middleton, I know he's looked good in these past few games, but I think at one point last night he was like 7 for 21 from the field. Like, that's really bad. That's, that's 33% from the field. Like, that is not good at all, right? Like, he's not a two. He's a three, you know, so they either need to go and find somebody who can be a two, you know, maybe trade Middleton for somebody, I don't really know who, and then move from there because I just don't think that Middleton's really going to get it done for him. And then, you know, the Heat, not expecting them to beat the Celtics because I think the Celtics are going to, is who they're going to end up playing, but didn't expect them to beat the Bucks like this either, you know, and a team who defends as well as they do always has a shot. So, we'll see. I think the Celtics offensively are just better than the Bucks, just because they have so many more options. Whereas, you know, when, when you're defending the Bucks, 
You know, Middleton's going to play averagely just because he's not a great player. He's a good one, not not a great one. And so the big thing is, like, stop Giannis and close out well, right? Because they love to do the drive and kick. Whereas, you know, with the Celtics, you know, you got to defend Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and Kimball Walker and Gordon Hayward could possibly be back. And so I just think that they're a much tougher team to defend for that. And, you know, the Heat, like, I love – Love Jimmy Butler, but he is not. I think I don't think you can win a championship with Jimmy Butler as the best player on your team. As much as I love him, like he's a great, great player, plays hard, defends, expects a lot of his teammates, works hard, has a great story. But I don't think that you can have a championship team where he's your best player, you know, because he's nowhere close to the level of guys like LeBron or Giannis or Luka or Anthony Davis or Kawhi. So I, that's kind of their downfall, I think. I just think that they need a one, you know. So maybe, you know, Giannis goes to the Heat and they're much better. I think he'd fit in well there, you know, with the way that he defends. So watch out for that, actually. I think that'd be kind of cool. I know everybody would be upset, you know. It'd be like KD getting beat by the Warriors and going and playing for them. But who knows, you know. And then we have the Celtics and the Raptors. So I think it was pretty clear in game three. The Raptors had to shoot well from three. They didn't and they got absolutely crushed. Kyle Lowry finished with, like, 10 points. I think uh, Van Fleet was their leading scorer, scorer, and he only had, like, 18. Whereas, you know, the Celtics have three guys right now who can get a bucket whenever they want, it seems like. So, yeah, I I think it's pretty obvious. You know, the Raptors have to hit their threes to win, you know. In the games that they've won, they've hit their threes, and the games that they've lost, they haven't. It's simple as that, really. Especially when, you know, you're a team like the Raptors who doesn't have a real one. Like, I love Siakam, great player. But he's not a one. He's just kind of filling in for that right now. So they go and get one. You know, like maybe they land Giannis, you know, and it's kind of like a Kawhi thing where he comes in for a year and they go win a championship because they've definitely got the pieces to win one. They just need a star. And then finally, you know, we got the Clippers and the Nuggets. So, look, the Clippers are way better (laughs) defensively than the Nuggets are. You know, they just gotta find a way to slow down Jokic, which outside of Zubak, I don't they don't have a really don't really have any matchup for him. Like Montres Harrell just looks tiny compared to Jokic. You know what? And here's the good thing for the Clippers though. Paul George has played well in every game and like he has to play well in order for them to win. The Nuggets gotta find a way to slow him down. Cause look, Kawhi's gonna be Kawhi. He's gonna go get you twenty five to thirty. And then the question is like, is PG gonna have a game where he has 25 or is he gonna have a game where he has 12 like he did several times against Dallas so at the end of the day like you got to look at that and you got to figure out a way to stop PG because I think that that's how you beat the Clippers you you slow down PG because you're not going to slow down Kawhi so we got about a minute left here so I, I need to address this Billy Donovan thing you know if you've been listening to my podcast overtime takes then you know I've been I was a big advocate for him for coach of the year the Oklahoma City Thunder have decided not to extend him, which they should have. So now the question is, like, where does Billy Donovan go, right? So I'm assuming he wants to go to Philly because Philly definitely has the most talent of any team that's looking for a new coach. But the Bulls are really interested as well. and I believe he's from Chicago, so he may want to go back there. There's definitely a lot up in the air on that. This is something I'll probably get more into on Friday as more news comes out about everything and more teams starts to draw interest in him. So that's going to do it here for basketball. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back with football because Thursday Night Football starts tomorrow night. It's going to be a great week. 
and I will see y'all back here in a few minutes. What's up, guys? We're back with more overtime takes here on KSWH LP 102.5 FM, The Pulse. And now we're on to, I'm just so excited for this. We're on to the NFL. Starts tomorrow night. Couldn't be more excited. So we're going to open up with a little standings. I'm going to kind of run through each division, kind of tell you who I think is going to be good. I'm going to give you all records, things like that. So it should be really good. So we're going to start off in the AFC and the AFC West. So I think that everybody's kind of in on this. Kansas City is going to win this division. I've got them going 12-4. and four. I think there's going to be a little bit kind of, of of a Super Bowl hangover, but with no OTAs, no no rookie mini camp, no rookie spring camp or anything like that, teams are going to be a little bit behind. And so I just think that, you know, the teams that were really good last year are going to be really good again. So I've got them going 12-4. and four. I've got the Broncos coming in second at 10-6. and six. I think they're they've got – a chance to win this division. You know, let's say, you know, Kansas City has even more of a Super Bowl hangover than what I thought. Then, and Denver plays really well, which I, I think they're going to be pretty good. I like Drew Locke. So, like, they have a chance to win the division. You know, like, you know they beat Kansas City once. Kansas City kind of fumbles it down the stretch. You know, the Broncos could beat them. So, and I really like the Broncos, you know, to, to make the playoffs. So, yeah, Broncos at 10-6. Watch out for Drew Locke. I think he's going to be really good this year. And third, I've got the Chargers coming in at 8-8. Eight and eight. I think they're going to be 8-8. Eight and eight. You know, they're going to be a 500 football team. No Herbert yet, just because no OTAs, no nothing like that. I think the rookie quarterbacks that do play to start the season are really going to struggle just because they haven't really seen enough. There's no preseason. So for them just to adjust to the game speed, I think they're going to be a little behind. So, if, so like, Joe Burrow is really going to struggle – the bat just because the game speed is different and so we'll, we'll, <clears throat> so and Tyra Taylor is he's a good quarterback not a game changer like Herbert could be so we'll see there I'm, I'm expecting for Herbert to play somewhere around week five or six probably you know the Chargers will be like one and three and then fans will start calling for it and then their their, their cultural cave like all NFL coaches do right you know, the owner starts complaining like, hey, like, you know, we drafted this dude fifth overall. Why isn't he playing? And then they kind of have to play him from there. So, and then in last place, I've got the Las Vegas Raiders coming in at 5-11. and 11. It's just a, it's a tough division. You know, the Chargers roster is really good. The Broncos roster is really good. And Kansas City's, you know, the defending Super Bowl champions. So, Las Vegas Raiders coming last at 5-11. and 11. And, Yeah. John Gruden's working on it though. They're they're getting there slowly but surely. It's a slow rebuild, so we'll kind of see how this division turns out. But I I think I'm gonna be right here. I'm really confident on that. So, and then we got the AFC North. So I've got the Baltimore Ravens winning that division, best team in football this next year. Lamar Jackson, great defense, everything. So yeah, they're they're gonna go 14 and two. They're not gonna see too too much resistance, especially in the AFC where we know who's going to be really good. It's going to be the Ravens and the Chiefs. Like, they're going to play each other in the AFC Championship. I think it's pretty simple. Coming in second, I've got the Steelers at 10-6. and six. So, several months ago, ZG and I did an episode right after the schedule release on how we kind of thought teams would do. So, I originally had the Steelers going 11-5, and five, dropping them back to 10-6. and six. Just because, I don't know. I've just lost a little bit of confidence in them. I've been listening to some other guys talk, and they just don't think they're going to be very good. And a lot of people have them at you know nine and seven, seven and nine, somewhere kind of in that range. I think they're going to be better than that. 
I think Big Ben's going to be, like, it's Big Ben. He's going to probably not be the Big Ben of old, but he's still going to be pretty good. They went out and got Chase Claypool. I think he's a runner for rookie of the year in the NFL. Like, he can really play big, fast, strong wide receiver. And then in third, I've got the Browns at 9-7. and seven. I think they're going to be a winning football team this year. May sneak into the playoffs, you know, because they've ex- expanded it to seven teams in each conference. So, you know, we'll see. Um, I'm still not in on Baker. He's got all the weapons that he needs. New head coach who should be – he's offensive-minded. He's the former offensive coordinator for the Vikings. So we'll see. I know that they're going to run the football a lot, which they should because they've got, you know, Nick Chubb, who's a really good back, and they've got several good backs up there. So, I mean, they're, they're really going to look to run the football this year, which I think is good for Baker. I don't think Baker's the type of quarterback who can just kind of shoulder everything. Like, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Tom Brady. I think we know this by now. So we'll see how he does this year. I'm definitely going to be watching the Browns because they're so interesting. And, yeah. And if you haven't heard the story on, on Odell Beckham, Go to any social media page and search Odo Beckham, and you'll probably find it. It's pretty crazy. He's now a number two wide receiver. So, yeah. And then coming in last, we got the Bengals at 3-13. and 13. They're going to be bad. Really tough division against three really good football teams. That's six tough games. Rookie quarterback with no training camp, no OTAs, no preseason. So they're going to get off to a bad start. You know, I think that we're going to see some flashes from Joe Burrow, but I w- I'm honestly not expecting too, too much, especially since their offensive line so bad. You know, pro football focus has them ranked as the second-worst offensive line in football. So, yeah, he's going to have a rough time back there. So we'll see. You know, they've still got A.J. Green and T. Higgins. You know, they drafted him with the first pick in the second round this year. He's a really good pickup from Clemson. So he's going to have some weapons, but I just don't know if he's going to have the time to throw like he needs. So, we'll kind of see how all that goes. Um, now on to the AFC South. we got the Colts, who I think is going to win the division at 11-5. and five. They may not win 11 games, but they're going to win the division. You know, Phillip Rivers, I think, is going to have a bounce-back year because he was really bad last year. Uh, so, my only concern for him is weapons. You know, he's got T.Y. Hilton and a solid running game. He does have... Arguably the best offensive line in football, which is important for him. Guy who can't really move around. But, you know, Phil Rivers has also been there. Like, he knows how to win. So, I'm I'm really kind of looking for the Colts to have a pretty good year this year. I think they're going to go 11-5, and five, win the division, make the playoffs. And then in second, I've got the Texans at 10-6. and six. And I was really hesitant to give them 10 wins just because they lost Hopkins and he was a big part of their offense. And their receiver, receivers now, it's, it's rough. You know, they don't really have a number one. You know, they got Brandon Cooks, Kenny Stills, you know, fast guys who are more kind of speed guys. They really don't have a big body receiver who can be a who can be a number one, right? So we'll kind of see where they what they do. Deshaun Watson signed a big deal as well, so we'll see. I'm not too, too confident in the Texans this year just because D-Hop was such a big part of their offense. Coming in third, I've got the Titans. I think they, they take a step back from last year. Don't really trust Tannehill. You know, he's, you know, exactly what you get, right? Like, you got to run the football well to win with him. And, you know, they've got Derrick Henry. Their defense is okay. They added Jadavion Clowney to help with their pass rush, which I think was a good pickup. One-year, $12 million deal. So, the Titans definitely have some potential. They could 
have a better record than the Texans. That wouldn't really surprise me at all. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. And then in last, I've got the Jaguars coming in at 2-14. Two and, two and 14. They're going to be bad, which we knew that. No real – I mean, they got Minshew, who's a solid quarterback. I don't think really think he's a starter in the league. I think he's more of a backup kind of guy. Still a really good quarterback, but they're going to be really bad. You know, they lost Leonard Fournette. They're, they're cleaning house down there. So, with that, we'll move to the AFC East. The best division in football. <laughs> oh, not really. Um, so we have the Buffalo Bills. They're going to win this division. I don't really think there's too too much of a question. Uh, they're going to go 11-5. and five. Really good defensively. They added Stephon Diggs, which is perfect for Josh Allen, a guy who can run out there and get it. You know, and Josh Allen's definitely got the arm to air it deep, which he wants to do. You know, he's complaining about throwing to the check down last year, and he led the league in yards per attempt. <laughs> So, and then I've got the Dolphins coming in second at 8-8. Eight eight. You know, they really kind of showed some flashes towards the end of last year. Brian Flores is a great coach. So, I think they went, you know, 5-2 and two in the last seven weeks, beating the Patriots in New England, which is really hard to do. So, yeah, I like the, I like the Dolphins to go 8-8. Eight and eight. And then in third, I've got the Patriots at 6-10 and 10 with Cam Newton. You know, I'm... Interested to kind of see how they do. I think they're going to go 6-10 and 10 just because they've had so many guys opt out, especially on the defense. I think they're up to eight guys now, which is just a lot. They still have Gilmore, which is good for them, but I'm still not too, too, I don't really know what, not too, too confident in them, which is really weird to say of a Belichick coach team, right? So we'll kind of see how things go from there. Um, yeah, we'll kind of see what they do. And then... Last, you know, the Jets, they're going to be bad. I'm not too, too confident in the Jets at all. So, and then in the NFC West, the best division of football, undoubtedly. The 49ers win this one at 12-4. and four. Seahawks in second at 10-6. and six. Rams at 9-7. and seven. Cardinals at 7-9. Uh, the 49ers are the best team in the NFC, if you ask me. I don't really think it's close. And then after them, you know, the Seahawks are going to win 10 games just because they have the best they're the second best quarterback in football right you got you know the great Russell Wilson who y'all know I absolutely love because he's just he's really good you know like who else would you really want playing quarterback for you outside of Mahomes maybe you know Lamar Jackson or somebody like that but I just don't really know who else you'd really want back there and then the Rams are going to go nine and seven just because Sean McVay's a really good coach, and they're going to win nine games every year, right? So, I, you know, his worst year as an NFL coach, you know, they went nine and seven. So, yeah, so I like them to go nine and seven. I, I think they'll be better this year, too, than they were last year. You know, they still got the best, you know, d- defensive player in all of football in uh, Aaron, Aaron Donald. So, yeah, so I, I like them to kind of do, do their thing. So, and then after that, you know, we've got the Cardinals. Uh, a lot of people are expecting Kyler Murray to really pop this year. So hopefully, you know, he does. I think that um, – I, I think he will. I think he's going to be really good this year for them. So – and then after the Cardinals, you know, we got the Pack or the we got the NFC North. And I think the Packers and the Vikings both go 11-5, and five, but the Packers just seem to have the Vikings number. And so because of that, I think that – you know, the Packers win 
the tiebreaker and they they win the division. And then the Bears at eight and eight, I think you know they'll get three or four weeks in with Trubisky, and then they'll make the switch over to Nick Foles, and they'll start to play well from there. Matt Nagy's a really good offensive coach. Still can't believe that they're going to go with Trubisky to start the year. That's really tough to believe. And then after them, you know, we got the Lions coming in last at a whopping six and ten. You know, they're just bad. Um, Matt Stafford's a good quarterback, but he's not great. They don't really have the weapons for him. The defense is bad. They're just bad all around. I've got him at six and ten, but I think I'm gonna lower that to four and twelve. I think they're gonna be really bad, especially having to play the Packers and the Vikings four times. That's gonna suck for them. So, and then out in the NFC South, another really good division. You know, a lot of people are focusing at the top. Obviously, you know, you got the Saints and the Buccaneers. But I think the Falcons are going to be really good offensively this year, and the Panthers definitely have potential to ruin some team season. Just because I think Matt Rule, no, I'm not too too sure how Matt Rule is is really going to do this year. Just because he's, I don't know. You know, a lot of these college guys don't work, and I know that you know the NFL's. Offensively, is becoming more and more like college football, trying to kind of cater to these guys' skill sets. But at the same time, I'm just not too too sure how he's going to work. But if he does work, you know, they have the potential to really ruin some team seasons. But, you know, I've got the Saints winning the division. Um, when ZG and I did this earlier, I had the Buccaneers, but I changed my mind here. So I think the Saints are going to go 12-4. and four, The Buccaneers go 11-5. and five, Falcons in third at 8-8. Eight and eight, And the Panthers at 5-11. and 11. So I've got the Saints over the Buccaneers just simply because, you know, Tampa Bay, they're so much new. Or by so much new, I mean new quarterback. There's some new, you know, Leonard Fournette's new. You know, no OTAs, no preseason, no no nothing like that. So because of that, you know, and the Saints having been together, you know, I think the Saints end up winning one more game just because of that. You know, whereas I think it's going to take Tampa Bay a few weeks to kind of get going. So... Yeah, so Saints win it, and then, you know, the Falcons, I think, are going to be really good offensively. You know, Matt Ryan's still a good quarterback. Julio Jones is, you know, one of the best receivers in the league. They signed Gurley, which I'm kind of interested to see how he does. I think a change of scenery is going to be really good for him. But, yeah, and then we got the NFC East. I saved this for last because I know we've got a lot of Cowboy fans who either listen to the podcast or are here in Arkadelphia listening live. So, Eagles win this division at twelve and four. They would have won it, but they they did win it last year. They won it last year with practice squad receivers, right? Carson Wentz is a really good quarterback. You're gonna hear me, or if you've been listening, you've been hearing me say that a lot because Carson Wentz is a really good quarterback. You know, I think he's got the potential to be the second best quarterback in the league. I think I say that on every podcast that we do, whether it's football related or not. But yeah, I like the Eagles at twelve and four. I think the defense is going to be good. They've added added a, a couple of pieces there. So Eagles twelve and four win the NFC East. Cowboys go nine and seven. And I know what you're thinking, like Jonathan. You know they got C.D. Lamb, and you know they have a real coach now, someone who can do more than just clap after his team scores. And you know we got Amari Cooper, and we got all the we got we got the best offensive line in football. Yeah, you know it's the Colts now. Your offensive lines gotten a little older i don't think they're the best but you're right you got all these weapons on offense right you signed zeke to a big deal and you got Dak on the franchise tag and 
you know, you drafted CeeDee Lamb, right? You know, he fell to you. You know, you pulled the trigger. Probably a good pick just because of how much value value you get there. Amari Cooper was good for y'all last year. And then I'm blanking on the name. Uh, Michael Gallup was good, right? Like, so you're like, oh, we, we got all these great offensive weapons. Like, we're going to be great. But what about your defense, right? The defense is not going to be great. And that's why I think they go 9-7, and seven, right? Because let's be honest. Dak Prescott is not Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. He's a guy who's like you got to have a good run game, which they're going to have, but you still got to have a good defense as well, right? And they just don't. You know, like their best corner is going to be Trayvon Diggs, rookie corner out of Alabama. They lost Byron Jones, their best, you know, their best player on defense, in my opinion. You know, one of the best corners in the league. They lose him. Couldn't land Jamal Adams. He ended up in Seattle. They're going to go out and sign Earl Thomas, but that's problems in the locker room, so we'll kind of see how that works. But I don't know. There's definitely a lot of things for them to kind of figure out while they're, like, defensively. And, you know, Mike McCarthy is a good coach, but I just don't know if he's going to be able to figure out the defensive side of the ball. You know, whereas, like, if they brought in a guy like Vic Fangio, the head coach of the Broncos, I'd have more confidence in him, right? Because they do have a whole bunch of, you know, talent, on the on the uh, offensive side of the ball, and that doesn't need as much coaching. Whereas, you know, if you're looking at, you know, if you're looking at the defense, like they're gonna need a lot of coaching just because they're not as good, right? So that's why we got them at nine and seven. But you know, they could prove me wrong, right? Like they could figure something out defensively and hold teams to field goals and not give up touchdowns. Which if they do that, they'll be really good. I just don't think they're gonna be good enough to do that. But we'll kind of see how that ends up going. And then in third, I've got the Washington football team. It's really weird calling them that. It's really weird calling them that. Ron Rivera's a good coach. Um, they add um, defensive end in the draft out of, out of Ohio State. I'm blanking on his name. Um, y'all know, who, y'all know who, who I'm talking about, though. <laughs> um, so I think defensively, they'll be much improved. I think Dwayne Haskins is going to take a step. I don't think he's going to be like Drew Locke is in his second year, Kyler Murray is in his second year, but I think Dwayne Haskins will definitely take a step in the right direction just because Ron Rivera is a good coach, right? Like he's more known for his defense, but in that, and they've had some off-the-field stuff to really kind of rally around. Like one of their coaches, I believe, has cancer, and so like they've got some stuff to kind of rally around, which kind of which helps teams, right? Like they got something to play for or a certain person to play for. Those teams always play better. So I've got them at 6-10. I may be wrong on that, but – that's okay. I'm fine missing on the Washington football team. <laughs> and then to round out, round out the division, I, I think the Giants are going to go 4 and 12. New coach, no OTAs, no preseason, no no nothing like that. So we'll kind of see how the Giants do. I'm definitely going to be watching them all year just because I want them to work out. I think that, you know, New York Giant football is like the New York Knicks, right? Like the NBA is better when the Knicks are good, the NFL is better when the Giants are good. I think Daniel Jones is going to take a step. I think he's really got potential to be a really good quarterback. So we'll kind of see how that goes. So we're about to take a quick break here. In a few seconds, when we come back, I will break down your top ten teams in the NFL, followed by the NFL three-word game. It's going to be a lot of fun. You don't want to miss it. Don't go anywhere. This is KSWH LB 102.5 FM, The Pulse in Arkadelphia. All right, guys, we're back. Longest segment of the show, last segment of the show. No more ads, or excuse me, spots for the rest of this. So I've got my top 10 teams in the NFL here. 
And so instead of listing 10 teams, I've got 13. I'll give you the last three because there's so much unknown this year with no preseason, no OTAs. Like, we don't really know how things are looking in different camps and how rookies are going to do and how new additions are really going to play. So there's still a lot of unknown going into the season. But at number 10, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they're going to be good. You know, teams are – a lot of guys are out on the Steelers. I don't know why. Like, you know, Mike Tomlin's a really good coach. You know, he almost made the playoffs last year with the second and third string quarterback for 14 – playing for him for 14 straight weeks, right? So, I don't know. You know, Mike Tomlin, I think, you know, just because of how much I respect Mike Tomlin and Big Ben and those guys, you know, I think that they're going to be the 10th best team in the NFL. You know, defensively, they're going to be really good. You know, T.J. Watt is a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. Minka Fitzpatrick's a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. You know, the secondary is good. The linebackers are good. The defensive line is good. So teams are going to have a tough time scoring. And Big Ben is such an upgrade from Kyle Rudolph and guys like that that – or, excuse me, Mason Rudolph and guys like that that they're just going to be better. Chase Claypool, I've talked about him a lot. He's probably my pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think he's going to be that good. He's that big of a game changer. Super athletic wide receiver out of Notre Dame. Yeah, so give me the, the Steelers at 10. Number nine, we've got the Buffalo Bills. Defensively, they, they may be the best defensive team in football. You know, their coach up there, I'm blanking on his name. I always blank on his name. Um, he's really good. You know, he's a young guy. He's the Kyle Shanahan of young defensive head coaches, right? You know, he's just great defensively. And I think Josh Allen's going to take another step in the right direction this year. He needs to work on his accuracy a little bit, but you know the addition of guy of Stephon Diggs, who I think is going to be it's going to be a big addition for them because he runs a you know he's great on those on those deep routes and Josh Allen loves to throw the deep ball. They're going to run the ball well. Their offensive line's really good, so yeah, they've definitely got you know the recipe to for being a good playoff team. I don't think they'll be great just because I don't think Josh Allen is. I don't even think he's Dak Prescott yet or anybody like that. You know, he's still got the big arm. He's still got that really high ceiling that, you know, they've talked about ever since draft day. He's really athletic. You know, he can move. He's a lot of what you want in a quarterback, minus the accuracy that he lacks, to be blunt. Number eight, I've got the Minnesota Vikings. You know, they're going to be good. You know, I've got them going 11-5. and Like I said earlier, Kirk Cousins is... Kirk Cousins, you know, he's going to manage the game, not going to make mistakes. Dalvin Cook's back. He, they're going to run the football really well, just like they did last year. Uh, Adam Thielen, I think, is going to have a big year because there is no stuff on digs. Even though they did did draft um, Jefferson out of LSU to kind of fill that number two slot for wide receiver, I think he's going to be good. So we'll see with the Vikings. Their, their defense is going to be good because their defense is always good. Um yeah, so Vikings at eight. Number seven, we got the Packers. And I'm honestly not too, too sure about the Packers. Like, I think this is best-case scenario. A lot of people are losing faith in Aaron Rodgers. I don't know why. You know, Pro Football Focus has him as the seventh-best quarterback going into 20, going into this season, and that just doesn't make much sense to me just because, you know, he's Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, he's been really good for a really long time, and I just don't know – why you kind of start to pull back on him. Like, I understand, you know, he holds the ball too long sometimes, and he's seems like he plays like he's afraid of making mistakes. 
But at the same time, you know, he's got one really good receiver in Devontae Adams, and everybody else isn't as they're below average after that, right? So I think that you hold the ball longer when your receivers can't get open, right? So teams are going to double Adams, and, you know, can the other guys get open? They haven't been able to. They didn't add a wide receiver. They didn't add anything to the middle of their defense either, which is what they really needed. Just because, you know, like if you watched them play last year, you know, the 49ers lined it up and ran the ball right off the middle, and the Packers couldn't stop it. And that's what the Eagles did to them as well on Monday Night Football. So they went 13-3 and last year. They're definitely going to take take a step back this year. I've got them 11-5. and that may be generous. They may go more like ten and six, but you know, if you got Aaron Rodgers on your team, you know, you're you're a top ten team in the NFL. Number six, I've got the Seattle Seahawks. If you've got Russell Wilson on your team, you're a you're a top ten team in the NFL. So their defense was really bad last year. They gave up three hundred and eighty four yards per game, which is the worst in the Pete Carroll era. So I'm really expecting their defense to take a step forward this year. They went out and signed Jamal Adams, and they've made a few other additions. But their defensive line is bad. I think Pro Football Focus has it ranked as the worst defensive line in the league. So, you know, can they get pressure on the quarterback? That's kind of going to be their question. If they can do that, I think that they're going to be really good. But I don't think they're going to be able to do that. So they'll be, you know, kind of above average. You know, they'll win a lot. They'll win games just because they have Russell Wilson. And I think Metcalf is going to take a big step on the outside for them this year, which is big. And I'm kind of waiting on them to go sign. Antonio Brown, I know Russell Wilson really wants that to happen. And, I mean, you, know, if you got Josh Gordon, you know. So, you know, he's kind of one guy who's kind of got a troubled pass. Like, well, I not go get Antonio Brown, right? Like, go get, you know, a guy who'd probably be a top 10 receiver in the NFL and put him with the second best quarterback in the NFL. That's a match made in heaven, right? Especially for a guy like Russell Wilson who throws a great deep ball and, and Antonio Brown being a burner, right? I think that they'd play really well together. You know, in, in Seattle's locker room, you know, you got Russell Wilson, who does a great job of managing teammates and kind of dealing with different personalities. And then you got Pete Carroll, you know, who's a personality himself, right? You know, guys don't really have problems there. And if they do, you don't really hear about it. Like, we didn't hear anything about Earl Thomas in Seattle, right? And now, you know, he goes to Baltimore and they're voting him out of the locker room. And he's kind of been a problem ever since he left. So I really really like the Seahawks. If they go sign Antonio Brown, they could be maybe a top five team in the NFL, but I wouldn't put them in my Super Bowl bubble just because defensively I don't think they had the personnel to, to go and win the Super Bowl. Number five, I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the Buccaneers coming at five for me just because, you know, they've got Tom Brady. I think the defense is going to be really good. So much better than last year, right? Like, well, Jonathan, you know, like their their numbers last year weren't very good, you know. Blah, blah, blah. Well, starting quarterback through 30 interceptions. Your defense is on the field a lot when your quarterback throws 30 picks. So they'll be better just because Tom Brady's going to throw six or seven interceptions this year as opposed to 30. So, and then you know, offensively, they've got all the pieces to be great, right? Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you know, the best receiving core in football. So, and then, you know, tight end-wise, you know, O.J. Howard's really good. They signed Gronk, who probably isn't going to play unless he's blocking or if they're in the red zone. So, like, you know, Gronk's going to have, like, 20 catches this year, and 12 of them are going to be touchdowns. That's the kind of guy I think he's really going to be for them. But defensively, I, I'm telling you, like, defensively they're going to be really good. And, yeah, you know, this is also, you know, Bruce Arians' second year there, right? So players are even more familiar with him and his system. So I think that's going to play a big role in this. And, yeah, so I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at five. 
Number four, I've got the New Orleans Saints. I think they're now, this is like my, my Super Bowl bubble, right? Like these last four teams are teams who I think are more than capable of winning the Super Bowl. So I like I like the Saints. You know, they added a couple players defensively. They went and got Emmanuel Sanders, you know, for Drew Brees, who's another great route runner. But I think it's gonna take some of the pressure off of Michael Thomas. Even though, you know, Michael Thomas had 150 receptions last year. So maybe he doesn't like the, the acquisition because he's not going to get as many targets. But he's still – look, they're going to be good. Drew Brees can't push the ball down the field like he used to be able to. So we'll kind of see how that affects their offense. But, you know, their offense wasn't really, you know, throw 20-yard posts anyway. It was like 10-yard crossing route, 15-yard comeback route, you know, things like that. Uh, looks like they're going to get a deal done with Kamara which is good because he's a very important part of their offense. And, yeah, so Saints at four could definitely win the Super Bowl unless they have another catastrophic postseason experience like they've had, you know, in their in their past. So number three, we've got the San Francisco 49ers. They're the best team in the NFC. You know, people need to quit picking on Jimmy G. Jimmy G is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, I mean, they outplayed the Chiefs for three and a half quarters last year, and Jimmy G missed one throw, and all of a sudden the people are they're out on the 49ers. That just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, go back, watch the tape. They can run the football. They control the line of scrimmage on both sides. You know, offensively, you know, they move people. It's really incredible just, just to see the, the push that, that they get off the ball whenever they're running the football. And then defensively, you know, they're, they've got the best defensive line in the league, right? So they're going to be really good. I think Jimmy G's going to have a really big year. So, yeah, watch out for watch out for the 49ers because they're going to be really good. You know, Kyle Shanahan is the best young coach in football. You know, I like him more than McVay. So, yeah, so give me the, the 49ers at three. And number two, I've got the defending Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. So many weapons offensively, they can just go out and outscore people. And their defense down the stretch last year was really good after it got healthy, and they're going to be healthy again to start the season. You know, Tyron Matthew was a really big pickup for them. And, yeah, so I really like the Chiefs to be good this year. A little bit of a Super, Super Bowl hangover, though, but maybe not at the same time, right? Like, you know, usually, you know, you win the Super Bowl and you go party off season, but then they won the Super Bowl and then COVID hit, and it was like, oh, I'm going to sit inside and stare at my multi-million dollar ring with hundreds of diamonds in it, right? So they weren't really able to go out and do that like they wanted to. So maybe there won't be much of a Super Bowl hangover, right? Because they didn't get to experience everything you get to experience after you win the Super Bowl. So so I've got the, the Chiefs there at two. And then at number one, I've got the Baltimore Ravens. They're really good, right? Offensively, you know, Lamar Jackson, several good running backs headed up by Mark Ingram. Offensive line's really good. Several tight ends who can play. Hollywood Brown on the outside. Defensively, they're really, really good. You know, and John Harbaugh's just a great coach as well, which, you know, adds even more to it, right? So they're going to be really good. They are my Super Bowl pick. And, I, you know, they, you know, there's some guys – who are picking them to go like 16 and 0. That's absurd. I don't think they'll do that. But I do have them going 14 and 2. So yeah, Baltimore Ravens, they're going to be really good. Um they're definitely a team that I'm going to watch every time that they're on just cuz you know you got Lamar Jackson, you know, who can do who does crazy things like every play it seems like. 
I do hope that he takes a step forward in terms of his accuracy. That's the one thing that I don't like about him. By yeah, that's the one thing I don't like about you know the third best quarterback in the league. <laughs> so, you know, he's great at throwing to his tight ends and stuff. I want to see his deep ball accuracy improve. You know, we know he's explosive when it comes to him scrambling and things like that. But hopefully, you know, he can kind of improve his accuracy. And I'm out here banging on his accuracy, and he led the, the league in touchdowns last year. I'm also interested to see how teams kind of adjust to him, right, because he's new. You know, teams have a year of film on him, so we'll kind of see how they adjust and think, different things that they do to maybe try and contain him in the pocket more. But at the end of the day, you know, he's maybe the most athletic player in the NFL. Actually, I don't know if I'd go that far, but he's definitely, you know, the most athletic quarterback in the NFL. So, you know, he's going to do his thing. You know, he could win the MVP again. We'll see. And, yeah, so I've also got three teams that didn't quite make it, teams that I kind of want to see a little bit more of before I commit to saying that they're, you know, a top-ten team in the NFL. So at 11, I have the Broncos. I think they uh, they could be really good. You know, I think Drew Locke's really going to pop this year, uh, you know, because, you know, look, looking at the recent history of the NFL, you know, second-year guys have popped, right? Patrick Mahomes was great in his second year. Carson Wentz almost won the MVP in his second year. Um, there's another guy. I'm blanking on him. Oh, man. But, yeah, like this is a thing that's kind of happened here and there. So I could really see it happening here with Drew Locke, especially with the weapons that they have on the outside. With Cortland Sutton, they go out and they sign Jerry Judy. Uh, Vic Fangio is a great defensive head coach. So even though Von Miller's not playing this year, they could still be, they're still going to be really good on the defensive side of the ball. 12, I've got the Texans just because I really like Deshaun Watson. I'm honestly not too, too confident that they'll pop because they don't have D-Hop, and I, they just don't have that number one wide receiver. I talked about that a little bit earlier. Then 13, I've got the Browns. They, they could definitely they could definitely be a top-ten team, I think. You know, New head coach, no more Freddie Kitchens, thankfully. I know my, my Cleveland fans are happy about that. So we'll kind of see what the Browns do. Um, I'm, I'm, really kinda, I'm looking forward to watching them play, you know, because they've got a lot of star power, a lot of guys who can play. Their defense is going to be good. Their secondary is a little thin. They've had some injuries back there, so they may struggle to start the season just because of that. But outside of that, I really like the Browns, and they've definitely got a shot to be you know, a top-ten team in the NFL. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender or anything crazy like that, but they could definitely be a playoff team. So with that, we're going to move on to the NFL three-word game. I'm so excited for this. This is one of my favorite things to do. And so we're basically going to restart the order. We're going to start off in the AFC West with the Kansas City Chiefs. So my three words for them are money, money, money. You know, Patrick Mahomes signed a big deal in the offseason. You know, it, it, he signed a big extension, which gets him, gets him to 12 years, $500 million over the last 10 years of his contract, which is just insane. You know, which is, that's a lot of money. I couldn't. I don't know what I'd do with all that money. <laughs> but, you know, and he, you know, they're going to be really good. You know, they could go and win the Super Bowl again just because they do have Patrick Mahomes and they do have Andy Reid, you know, two guys who have, who've done it now, that this is going to be their third year together, and or fourth year together, excuse me. And, yeah, so they're they're going to be really good. Um, so, yeah, the Chiefs. And then next I've got the Denver Broncos. For them I've got Unlock the Swag. So Drew Locke is going to be really good. I'm, I'm betting on him to pop. You know, some people have him as like a sleeper MVP. I don't have him quite that high, but I do think he's really going to work. You know, if you watched him over his the last seven games of the season last year, he looked really good. He's accurate. He's kind of a gunslinger. You know, he's willing to take some risk, which I think is 
important for young quarterbacks because the last thing you want a young quarterback to do is go out there and play scared and worry about throwing interceptions and things like that. And Drew Locke's not. You know, he's he's going to try and throw the ball in tight windows, you know, and then he's got, you know, two great receivers this year. And then, you know, their tight end is going to be solid. And so, yeah, I really, you know, expect the Broncos to be good. Watch out for Drew Locke. You know, I think he's going to be a really good player in this league. Next, I've got, you know, the Los Angeles Chargers. Their three words are the Lightning Tyrods. Get it? Like Tyrod Taylor and Lightning Rod? Yeah, that's pretty clever, I know. So, <laughs> Tyrod Taylor is named the starter. We'll see how long he's the starter for. It could be all year. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's a starter, though. You know, the thing with Herbert is, you know, as he learns the offense, kind of as the year progresses and everything, and he kind of sees what Tyrod Taylor does, I believe that he will eventually be the starter. And, yeah, so that's it with the Chargers. And then we got the Las Vegas Raiders. Their three words are last Vegas Raiders. They're going to be bad. You know, I just, you know, they're trending in the right direction. They've drafted good pieces. You know, Ruggs was a good pick in the first round. That's another weapon for Derek Carr. I don't think Gruden likes Derek Carr. That's why they went and got Mariota. So I think they're going to dump Derek Carr after this year and probably go searching for a new quarterback. You know, maybe they try and trade some of these picks to move up in the draft and grab Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence or a guy like that. But, you know, they're going to dump Derek Carr after this year. So next, moving to the AFC North, we got the Baltimore Ravens. And their three words are, let's play Harbaugh, like John Harbaugh. I don't know. I was really struggling for them. You know, they're going to be really good. And I think a lot of that's due to John Harbaugh completely changing their offense to accommodate, you know, Lamar Jackson and the way that he likes to run the football and everything like that. So I think they're going to be really good. So next we got the Steelers at 10 and 6. So they are pools of clay. You know, that's a play on, you know, jars of clay. And they've got this rookie in Chase Claypool. You may have heard me mention him a couple hundred times. You know, he's in the. I think he's going to be in the running for offensive rookie of the year. And, you know, I think he's he's really good on the outside. Big receiver, you know, 6'4", runs like a 4440. You know, he's the fastest receiver at his size since Calvin Johnson. So, yeah, he they're going to be really good. Them having a number one receiver is so important. Because, like, I love Juju Smith-Schuster, but I think he's more of a two than he is a one. Which is – it's kind of hard to judge that, though, right? Because last year, you know, he's got Mason Rudolph throwing to him as opposed to a guy like Big Ben. So, Next, we got the Browns. So I've, for them, you know, I've got Baker's best recipe, and you know, like this is the best recipe of guys that he's had, right? OBJ, good head coach, Jarvis Landry, uh, Nick Chubb, good defense, Miles Garrett, guys like that. You know, so he's definitely got you know the tools around him to be, you know, a playoff contending team, which I think they will be. You know, they'll, they'll go nine and seven, grab like the six or seven seed in the AFC playoffs, especially since the AFC isn't super deep with great teams. So I, I like the Browns to, to squeak into the playoffs. Next, we got the Bengals. I've got Joey gets burrowed. So he's going to end up on his butt a lot this year because the Bengals' offensive line is terrible. You know, Pro Football Focus has him ranked as the second-worst offensive line in football. And from there, you know, we'll kind of see, you know, how he does. I think I do think he's going to show some flashes, though. You know, like he's accurate. You know, he's a smart quarterback, and we'll kind of see how he does. So I'm, I'm excited to watch him. I think he's going to be I think he's going to be a solid quarterback in the NFL. Don't think he's going to be a star, but he, I think he's definitely going to be good enough to be a starter. So from there, you know, we got the Colts. And for them, you know, their three words are where rivers flow. And, you know, they're going to go as 
Phillip Rivers goes, right? Like, if he has another year where he throws a bunch of picks, which I don't think he will just because the offensive line is so good in, in Indianapolis, they'll, they'll keep him clean. They'll give him time in the pocket to really throw and pick, pick defenses apart. But they're going to go as he goes, right? Like, if he plays well, they're going to win a lot of games. If he doesn't, then they're going to lose a lot of games. But I've got my money on him playing well. You know, he didn't. he wasn't great last year. But I think he's definitely going to improve this year just because he's going to have more time to throw the ball from the pocket. Um, next, the Houston Texans, their three words are no more Hopkins, right? No more no more Hopkins, right? Like, they they need him. I think he was a really important to Deshaun Watson just because he was, you know, top three receiver in the NFL, right? You know, you lose a guy like that, you know, your team's going to take a step back, especially when you, when, they, when you throw the ball as much as they do. You know, they're – Offensive line's above average. I don't think they're great. I don't think they're terrible. So I think them losing DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a, a big loss, and we'll kind of see how they do. You know, like they, they could go 10-6, and six, but they could also go like 7-9. and nine. That wouldn't surprise me either. So there's definitely a range with them. and But I definitely think that, you know, Deshaun Watson's going to at least get them to 9-7, and seven, but I'm thinking more 10-6 and six for them. And then for the Tennessee Titans, I've got moving downhill. And, you know, Tannehill was great last year. Don't think he will be this year. You know, Derrick Henry's going to be really good, and you know, they like to run the ball downhill. You know, that's what they do over in Nashville. So, yeah, watch out for the Titans. They're, they're going to run the ball, play really physical, and we'll see how they do. Next, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars, and their three words are tanking for Trevor. They're going to be really bad. They're going to get the number one overall pick, and they're going to draft Trevor Lawrence, and then we'll see what they do from there. I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence because Jacksonville's not great. So, next we've got the Buffalo Bills. Their three words are digging the deep ball. They sign Stephon Diggs, guy who's going to run a lot of deep routes. Josh Allen likes to throw throw the deep ball. So, watch out for that connection this year. I think it's going to be really good for both of them. So, yeah, next we've got the Miami Dolphins. And their three words are Tua is fantastic. Get it? Like, dolphin. <laughs> so, you know, he's going to play around week six or seven, I think. And I think he's going to play really well. And then I think it's going to be good. You know, I think he's going to be a really good NFL quarterback. You know, like one of the best, you know, for years to come. Athletic, can move, big arm, super accurate. Really like him. So, yeah, next we got the, the New England Patriots. We've got Superman finds kryptonite. And, you know, Cam Newton's going to realize it's really hard to be a good quarterback when eight of your defensive players, you know, opt out and you don't have very good wide receivers. So not really betting on them to be great. Next, we got the New York Jets, and it's Gase goes by. Adam Gase is going to get fired after this year. Doesn't get along. Doesn't get along with anybody. Didn't didn't get along with Jamal Adams, their best defensive player, and now he's gone. So yeah, and I just don't. And he's just not that good of a coach. Like he's this offensive-minded guy, but Sam Darnold hasn't improved underneath him. So I think you know Adam Gase is going to be gone after this year. You know, next we're moving over to the NFC West. We got the San Francisco 49ers. Their three words are going for gold. They're going to win the Super Bowl, and that's what they're going for. You know, I, I definitely think that they can win it. I hope they do. I like Jimmy G. You know, they give, you know, he gets all this slander every every year, even though he was, I think he's 21 and 5 in the NFL, something crazy like that. Really good record, really good quarterback. So, yeah, next we got the Seattle Seahawks, and it's no Christmas carols because Pete Carroll. <laughs> And uh, so he, you know, he's got to figure stuff out defensively, you know, because, you know, offensively you got Russell Wilson, so they'll be fine. But he's got to figure out things defensively, and that's kind of his niche, right? That's why the Seahawks hired him, known as a great defensive coach. And, you know, it, they, defense was bad last year, so he needs to figure that out this year. 
Up next, we've got the Los Angeles Rams, and their three words are no bad ramifications, right? No more Todd Gurley, right? No more consequences for signing a, a really bad or giving him a really bad deal. So, I mean, they gave him all that money. Don't pay running backs. They never work out. Like, Cowboys paid Zeke. Shouldn't have done that. You know, they, they could get a new one in this upcoming draft. He'd be just as good. You know, running backs is more about your offensive line than it is your actual running back anyway. You know, like, you, you if you have an average running back in the best offensive line of football, they're going to look like a really good running back. So, no more girly for them. I think it's going to be really good. So, next we got the Arizona Cardinals. Their three words are the dreadful duo. And I don't mean bad. I mean dread is in, like, dreadlocks with DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald on the outside for them. I think they're both going to play really well, especially with Kyler throwing them the ball. So, next we got the Green Bay Packers, and their three words are packing it in. You know, they're going to run the football a lot this year. That's what Matt, Matt LaFleur wants to do. He wants to be physical. They drafted some more interior offensive linemen, so they're really going to look to run the football this year, which I think is going to be good for Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, he's never really had a good running game, whereas, like, now, you know, he's going to have that. So, next we got the, the Vikings, and the three words for them are I'm feeling it. And, you know, Adam Thielen's going to have a good year. I think he's going to have a great year. He's going to get more targets this year with no Stephon Diggs. You know, Justin Jefferson's a good addition that they drafted, but don't think he's going to be a game changer in his rookie year. So, next we got the Bears, and it's their three words are, it is unbelievable that they are starting Trubisky over Nick Foles. Can't believe that. Next we got the Detroit Lions, and it's going to be Lions sack Matt. Not Matt Stafford, but Matt Patricia. They're going to fire him after this year because he's not a good head coach. You know, he's a great defensive coordinator. He can find a job almost anywhere doing that. So, but he's just head coach-wise, things just haven't worked out. Then again, he got sent to a tough spot in Detroit where they just don't really have the players. But then again, if you're a good head coach, you know, maybe you improve him a little bit, but they've just kind of stayed the same since he's gotten there. So, next we got the Saints, and it's their three words are dinky Drew Brees. Doesn't have the arm strength to push it down the field anymore, so it's going to be a – Throwing slant route kind of thing, throwing crossing patterns. I'm not really expecting him to throw too too many deep balls this year. That they don't really have a deep ball threat that comes to mind. You know they got Ted Ginn, but you know he's older, not what he used to be. You know, if they could go get a guy like Kenny Stills, someone who can you know be a good deep threat. I think that'd be good for him. So next we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they're going to be the Tampa Bay touchdowns. So they're going to put up a lot of points. You know, best receiving core in the NFL. Several good tight ends. Tom Brady throwing him the ball. Leonard Fournette in the backfield. Good offensive line. They're going to they're gonna score. They're going to score a lot of points. So watch out for them. They may, they may be the best offense in the NFL this year, which is saying a lot because I think the 49ers are going to be really good. And so, are the, so are the Ravens and so are the Chiefs. But, yeah, like Tampa Bay is going to score a lot of points. So next we got the Falcons. It's going to be the Flying Falcons flounder. I think they're going to struggle, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You know, I think the offense is going to be fine. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Todd Gurley, solid offensive line. Defense is going to be bad. Defense is going to be really bad. So I'm not, you know, I'll, I'll watch them play this year, but the defense is just going to struggle. I think, especially in this division with the Saints and the Bucket, the Saints, the Buccaneers, and the Panthers, because Matt Rule is a great offensive coach, or he was in college at least. I think that'll transfer somewhat to the NFL. So their defense is going to have a really tough time this year. And then last but not least, we're going to round it out with the Carolina Panthers. Their three words are Teddy Bridgewater rules. You know, Teddy Bridgewater under Matt Rule, I think it's going to work. I like Teddy Bridgewater. Very solid quarterback. I think they're going to be good. So 
Yeah, and then finishing it up in the NFC East. For the Eagles, we got please don't wince. Like, wince. Like, get hurt. Carson Wentz, please don't get hurt. We, we want to see you play. Cowboys are going to be running gun. They're going to be running the football out with Zeke with the big deal that he signed. And, you know, they've got the receivers on the outside to throw it. So we'll kind of see how they do offensively. Next, for the Washington football team, I've got nothing. I just couldn't think of anything. Um, yeah, so they're going to go 6-10. and 10. We'll kind of see how they do. Um, for the Giants, I've got the Little Giants because I don't think they're going to be very good. And that's a name of a very popular football movie. So, yeah, we'll play on words for you. So that's going to do it here for today. This has been Overtime Takes. If you want to hear more from me, I do a podcast that will come out on Friday. I won't be live on the air. So if you want to hear more, you can go check that out. It's on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Um, That's it. So thank you guys so much for listening. I will be back again on Monday. and We'll have football to talk about. We'll have basketball, maybe some baseball. It's great. Sports are back. I'm in a great mood just because of that. So thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Overtime Takes.